I'm Bianca Cotton, host of Behind the Confidence Smile. Thank you for being here. And I have special guest, Ariel Bannister. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. We are going to be discussing living with an autoimmune disorder today. Heavy topic. Heavy topic. <laughs> so before we get to you and your journey, when you were born mm -hmm. and your parents brought you home, yeah, did they know what was happening within your body? They didn't. I think um, it's so funny. I love that question because I was, first of all, a premature baby. Mm -hmm. um, and my mom said, like, just in the nick of time, like, I was flying out. So <laughs> I've been ready, you know, <laughs> to, like, get things started in this on this earth. Um, but, no, they had no idea that I was... Um, experiencing any type of like autoimmune symptoms or they just didn't put it together. I think um, along the way, as we kind of discovered what was going on with me, things start making sense. Like I was sleeping all the time or always had an upset stomach or moody. Um, these are symptoms of multiple autoimmune disorders and mental disorders. Um, but when you're younger, and I think my mom was young, she was 17, 18, 17, 18, and my dad, same age group. So I think they just did, I mean, how do you, how do you know what to look for? And how do you know what that means? So they didn't know, but I think now as we've reflected, they're like, wow, you know, that makes total sense. That's why you were, didn't want this or didn't want that, or, you know, certain foods just weren't digesting or things like that. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't know, and I'm surprised, you know, that it didn't show itself, but I'm happy for the journey of how it ended up coming up for me. Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to what the conversations were like between your parents and the pediatrician, like if your parents shared or even thought to no they just thought like oh go lay down what are the black and black holes <laughs> oh yes is go lay down a go lay down you're not gonna go take a nap you'll be all right you know it cures it all which to some degrees it takes your mind off of it for a while and then you wake up adrenaline so you might not feel things for a while um and i think i still take that advice for myself as an adult like let me go take a nap you know i'm not feeling so good let me go take a nap but um that was what they, that was how they kind of cured it um you know like go take a nap you know and then you know you're gonna go to granny's house like eat all your food it's like <laughs> i would, wasn't my body wasn't wanting all of that food but um cycles you know just patterns of families and how we operate so they didn't have no questions to ask they thought oh she's fine she'll be okay um i think there were just maybe a few instances where i had like a really bad gut problem one time and my stool was being stuck on my side that's where i, I can remember as a little girl my mom was like oh you know should i be concerned and they were like oh no you know we just took whatever and it it put it moved but that was kind of like indicative of like hmm something's going on with my gut at that time but no one thought that way. So, you know, now if I were a parent, I would kind of see that like, uh-oh, why, why, you know, why is that happening? Not necessarily just like stop it from happening, but why is it happening as well? So you mentioned sleeping a lot, certain foods. Were there any other signs at that time? I think that um, the sleeping a lot, it came a lot after eating. 
I know that we call it in the black holes, the itis, the itis right? <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think that was actually because it's so complicated for my body to digest foods. Um, mm. That at that time, my body was like an overload and it was like, I gotta lay down. Like, I have to refresh myself and kind of like figure out how to digest everything that. Um, I ate. So after food, it was like, no, like Thanksgiving, oh, it was a wrap. Everyone knew they could find me in a somebody's bed, sleep because I've been in, you know, over consumption of food. And then I didn't, my body wasn't able to digest it well. So it was just like, th- those are signs now that I can say we reflect and we're like, yes, that makes total sense. That's why. Um, so now, as an adult, I don't eat as much. Or, you know, I, if I'm going to have that food, I kind of prepare myself for having it in smaller doses or whatever, you know, my remedies have been. But, um, yeah, I think that that was really it, like tiredness, um, moodiness, because sometimes when you're just not feeling good, like I had a lot of, like, stomach stuff, like, but oh, I just don't feel good. Or I would get stuck. I have an umbilical hernia mm-hmm. um so it would get like stuck and I would have it like the hernia would pop out sometimes as a little girl and like they just thought I don't know what they thought <laughs> they just like you know just go take a nap <laughs> so, you'll be all right yeah you'll be all right which I mean I was all right but <laughs> it probably could have been mm, uh addressed right. differently if I ate differently um, and didn't just like consider myself to be like everyone else, you know, like right. eat whatever everyone else eats. So what type of foods would put you in this sleepy state? The coma, um, <laughs> macaroni and cheese, <laughs> um, which I really like macaroni and cheese, especially our granny's macaroni and cheese. Um, macaroni and cheese, uh, fried foods like French fries. Pretty much the whole Thanksgiving plate put me down. Mm. It, that turkey, which oh, I don't eat those things now. Greens, I love. I don't think. I think the cornbread did it. <laughs> Probably the cornbread. It was a combination with cornbread, greens, uh, macaroni and cheese, the sweet potatoes, the sugar. Lord, the sugar put me down. Mm. The desserts, the cakes, the pies. Mm. No pound cake. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and I love these things, right? But you got to have it in moderation, moderation. if you're going to have it, um, if you just ha- have to have it. Because there's no pound cake <laughs> like a family pound cake. So you do, you know, you like, life is short. But, <laughs> but uh, pace yourself is probably just what I would have hoped um, if we were more educated, I could have heard more, right? So, like, pace yourself. Like, it'll be there. Have a little now. You know, I think I don't know why we have this anxiety around Thanksgiving dinner where you just, like, got to eat it all, open up your pants, and, like, sit down for a while. That's crazy. It's like, no, like, just, it'll be there. Right. And if it's not, make your plate and sit, eat on it, you know, over time. So, it's true. Um, it's just, we are just so anxious about Thanksgiving. I'm like, Lord, you know, relax. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, those are probably some things that definitely put me down. The, mm. the sweets always put me down. Um, and then it was funny because I, it was, I wish it would be like a joke. Like, um, I would just start giggling a lot, mm. right, right before I get sleepy. And they were like, oh, she's she's food wasted. <laughs> and it's like, actually, my body was going into a freaking storm. Like, what the oh, heck man. are we doing? You have me tearing up <laughs> yes. over here. <laughs> yes, I'd be like giggling. I'm like, <laughs> like totally drunk. Wow. Yes, and I, I mean, I still do things like this if I eat the wrong things like 
it's crazy because these are this is how my body is telling me like relax. Right. You know, you're doing too much. You in overload. You in overload. Wow. So, you know, laugh it off, go to sleep. That's crazy. So yeah. when did you like discover that you had autoimmune disorder. Right. Thank you for that. Yeah. How did you get to that point? You know what triggered my autoimmune was stress. Mm -hmm. Um, As an adult, I didn't learn until I was an adult. I was like, I don't know, 23, 24, around that age, maybe a little, I don't know, between 23 and 25. And um, I was in a relationship. (laughs) And that, yes, that, That relationship literally stressed me out. Mm. Um, I allowed that relationship to stress me out because um, I'm gonna own. I'm gonna own right. my stuff. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I allowed that relationship to stress me out to the point that my body was just like was not even wanting food. Mm. Um, it was like I, it was just high. Like I was already kind of feeling not great. Like I kept having. Um, like gut issues, like bloating. Like I kept having like anything I ate, like a a banana, apple, anything I ate was just upsetting my my gut. Um, so that was already making me unattracted to food. And then as the stress started happening, it was like I would eat and then I would get nauseous, go throw up. Like it just nothing was staying down. When that started happening, I'm like, okay, this is this is not good. Then my joints start hurting. So now I'm like. Waking up, wanting to have a great day, and, like, can't get up. It hurts so much just to get up. Um, So the joint pains and the nausea and all that, I was just like, something's got to give. One day, I was, um, so I'm I'm breaking up now from this relationship because I'm just like, I can't do this and worry about my own health. So, like, we're done. This is over. So this is over. And one day, I'm leaving my mom's house. I was driving and I threw up so much that I was just like, what the heck? And I hadn't been eating a lot. So it was just like, what is going on? And when that happened, I was like, "Mm -mm, I'm going to the doctor. Like, I'm going to go check out, get some blood work drawn, see what's going on. I had started. So while having a relationship, I was like in grad school full time, had a full time job and had opened up the juice bar, Banny's Beats. Wow. So I was like intense. It's it was an intense season. So I think it wasn't just the relationship, but I know that when I was like, it was just too much. I was just doing too much. So that's what kind of triggered my body to respond in like uh, such a way. Really, you know, I say God because it also set me down, right? Like, also like calm down, prioritize, and get your life together. Um, but when when I threw up like that, I was like, we got to go to the doctor. So we did, and they were just like, you, your your iron levels are super low. You know, we don't know how you're walking. It was just like so much news at one time. We got to do a transfusion, a blood transfusion right now. I'm like, okay, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I got to figure out a pattern. I got to figure out something to be better to and more gentle to my body. So I, you know, I was obviously opening the shop, the juice bar, and I stopped having those things. Like for myself, I was having the juice daily. When I opened the shop, I was like not having it. I'm selling it. I'm anxious about, you know, just having doors open. So I'm not even thinking about this was critical to maintaining my health. So I noticed the shift there as well. So um, after getting all that news and they're like, yeah, it's lupus. Okay. I'm like, okay. Um, that runs on my dad's side. It runs, everyone gets, everyone pretty much has it. So it's not, that's not too, uh, crazy. I was just like, okay, well, I got to figure out how to live like this. So I think it was a mental shift of like, uh, 
I'm not normal is real now. Like it was always joked, like you crazy, you know, you just be falling asleep. You just right. this and that, like something wrong with you. That was the joke. Mm-hmm. But now it's like real. real, like actually no, like something wrong <laughs> with right. you. You got to operate different. You got, you can't do what your friends do. You can't snack how your friends snack. You can't, you know, so all the no's. I think it was very overwhelming and hard to like really recognize and see. And like, uh, I I was slow to adopt a new diet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm still, I'm still having things that is not the best for me, but I've done way better. But it's a, it's a journey to like, recognize yourself as being special in a way that is also strict or, you know, you just got to like, I don't know. You just like got all these can'ts. Right. Um, and then you want to like at one time try to make everything right by eating the best. And that lasts for maybe a month <laughs> or two. And that's cool. But you have to maintain a lifestyle for yourself. So mm-hmm. after the panic of like, OK, so now I'm not going to have gluten. I'm not going to have this. After that two months or so of like trying to be 100 percent strict. I was like, this isn't real. This isn't me. I'm not going to like I can't maintain that. I have to do something that I can maintain. So obviously, well, not obviously, but the juices became something that was very helpful for me because it helped me not feel as like, I don't know, dominated by difference, if Mm -hmm. you will. Just like obvious, you know, like you got the. Aldi brand of chips and all your, or not Aldi, but Whole Foods brand, which they kind of synonymous, but anyway, <laughs> the Whole Foods brands of snacks and then your friend got, I don't know, Flame of Hots or right. whatever. And so you kind of like, that's obvious, right? But Juice is like, okay. It's Juice. It's Juice. No one can like kind of, like, is, are you okay? Like, it's just not something that's so obvious. So I that's think that's- drawing attention it's to not dra- Right. I think you just don't want no attention to yourself when you are recognizing, like, I'm living with this. Like, this is something mm-hmm. that's not going away. You don't want no sorrow. Well, I didn't. I can't say everyone. I didn't want no pity parties. I didn't want people to know. I didn't want to talk about it. I'm just like, leave me alone. I figure it out. Don't come crying on me. Don't come do it. I just, I'm going to figure it out. So, um- that that's an adjustment for everyone, even for my family. Like they're feeling ways they're thinking like you're to your earlier question. They're thinking about, did I know this earlier? Could I have done something sooner? Did she, you know, is it to a, a, a bad state now? Cause I also have family members who have had this in past, mm-hmm. you know, I have family members who have had it and ended up in chemo. I have family members who have it and their, their whole body have shifted and their skin has changed and they've gotten in the brunt of not taking care of it, not taking it serious at all. And then just living life however they want to live life. And now they are impacted by those decisions. Tune in this Friday at 7.30 p.m. on Channel 19 for an inspiring conversation with Alex Sims-Jones. We take on clients that we think are going to bring impact to our community, you know, impacting black people. We care about impacting people of color. We care about liberal ideals. You know, I thank God for already putting me in an environment such as the juice bar because I was actually he was allowing for me to create the very audience and community that I needed to, like, maintain my commitment to myself to do better with myself. So that's one of the real reasons that I just won't give up on the shop is because it's like almost like giving up on me to a degree or people like me. So I, I really work hard to, like, 
keep my head in the game with that. And it's distractions all the time. But um, but yeah, that was this and I went way far, but that's basically how I discovered it. And then later on, as I kept with the shop, now the shop's open. Now, you know, now I know, now I'm trying to eat better, live better, do better. And then I started having some more gut issues. So I had remedied the joint pains and things like that through actually beet juice and celery juice. Those two things really helped take that nausea and the joint pains away. But what was happening is also my iron kept being low and then I wasn't able to digest certain foods. So I then discovered that I had Crohn's. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. So that was another adjustment. I'm like, okay, like how many things do I have? (laughs) Do I, what's going on here? (laughs) So um, what really helped with that is being consistent with celery juice because that's where the gut things was like happening. So Mm -hmm. Crohn's is just basically like, I'm having inflammation in my body. I'm not able to digest things in, in a, the way a normal person will. So like pills or like things like that don't process in my body the way it might in yours mm-hmm. if you have a, a healthier um, gut or digestive system. There's a lot of things that I don't deal with anymore as a result of just be, maintaining my relationship with the juice, really, and um, maximizing my nutrition through that. Um, so I don't experience a lot of things I did experience, but along that journey came like depression, came like various things, you know, like, and sometimes it gets there if I allow myself to eat things that I know I'm not supposed to eat. If I go have a whole host of French fries, that really disturbs my stomach and it really like sets me off to where I have to readjust for a month or so. Well, I mean, not that I won't feel better maybe in a couple of days, but it's like, I don't know. It just disrupts this. So if you eat something else, you'll just know it'll come back up quick. So to me, that's not really addressing it. If you if you know you had something like you had a whole lot of sugar and then you might feel better in the morning. But then you go have, I don't know, an apple, which also is sugar. And then you start feeling icky again or or sluggish again. Well, you haven't fully like like reset or or detox yourself in a way to help get all of that out of you that you were consuming if that makes sense so so yeah so um it's still you know there are days there are times especially stress stress is like super huge I think I, I really try to maintain not having a stressful life um so if it's topics I can't talk about I won't if there's people I can't see I won't if there's spaces I can't go I won't because that's the starter I feel like that's the kick kickoff for me of when I started when I start feeling really bad is when I'm under a lot of stress and I allow it to like overtake me in that way if I don't control those environments it gets bad for me Mm. so I would I would presume that's for anyone with (laughs) with anything but definitely if your immune system is compromised then I feel like um you're just sensitive and you gotta you gotta be all right with that and um, people have to respect where you are with your life and be gentle with yourself. I think that's those are probably the things that I've learned that's working for me is like I'm gentle with myself. I'm honest with people like, oh, no, this isn't a great time for that. Um, and <laughs> I try to be like live in this little bliss bubble because I'm not I don't want to experience I like that. Not bliss bubble. Yeah, my little bliss bubble. Because <laughs> uh, I don't I don't want that. I don't. It, it's hard to feel horrible before you start your day because I don't look like it. And it's hard because I'm not like limping or something. It was really hard for people, like especially at work, to recognize like I'm having a hard day just to walk today. Right. 
and y'all are talking about whatever, but because, you know, you don't look like something that you might be experiencing, people underestimate everyone. So we just not even have to be gentle with ourselves. Be gentle with each other. Because I don't know, you could be dealing with anything right now. As we're sitting here, you could be having excruciating pains. I would not know, but I can be pleasant to you. I can give you a pleasant experience at least to not add to whatever's happening. So, you know, it... That's a whole nother story for probably a whole nother show. But yeah, I'm I'm super low with it with the answer. That's all good. Okay. I'm I'm curious to know how long did it take you to get to this bliss bubble that you described with experiencing significant changes quickly once you found out the diagnoses and then the second one with Crohn's and depression mm-hmm. and joint pain and mm-hmm. all of these pieces like mm-hmm. When did you start saying, okay, do I go to therapy? Like, do I need to get rid of that friend? Like, say more about that, that journey. Mm, I did. I have been in therapy and therapy is great. Um, Yes. I am so grateful (laughs) that I decided to do that because I truly don't know if the work would have been as impactful, like my self-work would have been as impactful if I only leaned on my own my own self or my own ears or my own thoughts um, to kind of help shift my agreements with myself. So um, it took a while. I think it's still going on, right? So I think therapy's been going on for like t- since 2018. Okay. Um. What is this? Six, five years or so. Mm-hmm. So about five years of therapy. Um. Very consistent. There were some years where it was weekly. Sometimes, like now, it's like very sparse. Like she's sparse. She's like, uh, you know, you don't need to be with me daily now. Like you're good. <laughs> uh, which is great. And right. you want to see those That's wins in therapy. Yes. Don't don't become. Don't let your therapy or therapist become your crutch either. Mm-hmm. Um, because people do that, and then they're like a life a lifetime subscriber to daily therapy. That's like. Baby girl, baby boy, like, <laughs> let's grow, let's elevate. Right. Um. So I'm grateful for the growth, for sure. But it took a while. That just happened last year where she was like, I think we could shift to to monthly. I think we could shift to quarterly. You know, I think we don't have to do this all the time, which is great. So um, it took a while. I think it also took prayer. It took meditation. It took um, hard conversations with family. Um. I don't know. I, I I think it's still I think it's still going on. I can't say that it's it, there are still residuals like um, of that. It's it's still like you get nervous about just pushing yourself sometime physically because you don't want to. You know, there's just your body. You're recognized as being you yourself recognize your body as being fragile. So you sometimes don't want to put yourself and you don't know. It's like a battle. It's like, am I? making this an an excuse or am I truly um, measuring my health state and like making an educated or a a strategic decision not to do something. So I think those types of things still exist for me. Um, So my bliss bubble, sometimes I challenge myself, like, am I masking everything and like isolating myself or pushing things away and not dealing with certain things that I could deal with? It's like, are all those things healthy? And so I think it's still going on. Like, I think right now I still 
even though I push stuff away and I'm like, no, 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 no. Sometimes there are things where I need to actually address it and I have to do my other other aspects of that work, so to speak. So it's a journey. Um, it's not a destination. It's a journey. I'm going to probably always experience something, whether it's mental, physical or otherwise, um, with living with uh, an autoimmune or just a, a more, I would say, a more fragile body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know, you know, wow. I, I ate Flavor Hot Club today. You know, like, <laughs> I still do stuff I know I should be doing, and I'm I'm going to pay for it. I pay for it. So, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so, you know. That sounds so harsh. But, but I know it's better. It's, yeah. But it's real. Yeah, yeah. the realities it's of real. that. It's real. It's uh, real. It's like want to taste the goodness, even though we know flame hot is not good. It's but cardboard. I love them. I, it's uh, cardboard. It's actually right. food. Right. And I know that. I'm educated. I know about that too. <laughs> it is still the red bean. That red like, bean. Oh. Child, they got black people in a chokehold. <laughs> As we uh, come to a close, what do you want other people to know who are living with lupus and Crohn's. I don't even want to say like advice, but encouragement Mm -hmm. for them. What do you want them to know? Our bodies are profound. It always wants to heal itself. Every, every little notice, every little something that, that um, God allows to come through in our bodies, whether it's a voice, whether it's a bump, whether it's a, lesion or a rash, whatever, all these things are indicative and indicators of your body fighting for you. So please um, be fair to yourself and fight with it, not against it. And just know that any times, you know, not that it should feel pressureful, but we are either feeding or healing a disorder at any given moment. So, um, Today, I'm choosing to heal. And maybe tomorrow, I didn't choose to heal. But just knowing that I have a body that wants to support me in a healing process, and we all do, everybody, every, literally everyone's body wants to be healthy. Um, be, be gentle with that process for yourself so that you can experience what it's like to not wake up feeling muggy already. You know, I that was one of the the best gifts of being in a better health state is not waking up already overwhelmed because of my physical body. Like before I thought about anything, before anything, just not having to feel that is the greatest gift because that's enjoyment. That's like that's a more pleasant, I guess, and more purposeful feeling life. Like, and not everything's resolvable, but just knowing that you can have a few days or a few hours where you don't have to endure certain pains or um, just distress from your body. Like, so I guess I would just say to trust your body, trust what it's telling you and not your cravings, but trust what it's telling you that you probably don't want to hear, that you don't want to address, but trust it as a gentle reminder, not a, a, not a hindrance for you to like live a full life. Yeah. And then be vulnerable and, and talk to your friends and family or loved ones, people that's close to you and tell them you need help and tell them you're not feeling so good. And, and hopefully that helps you, yourself and them create boundaries um, as you address what's going on with yourself. Ari, thank you. Thank you. For sharing your journey with us. For today. sure. Thanks for having me. And thanks for allowing me to. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone.
Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Confidence Matter podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's grow our community, you all. Until next time on the podcast, remember, we all have a story and a journey of what is behind.